0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to Give Me More Reality. It's me, Kylie. I'm just sipping on some tea, you guys. My apologies if you're hearing me drinking tea, but I need it right now. It's like the first like uh, cold day I feel like in like some time, and by cold I mean it was probably. Eh, you know, like in the 60s or something. I have no idea. But too chilly for my ass. I'm a summer gal. and I live in a very kind of not long summery place. So my body has been soaking up that sun, really enjoying it. And now we're getting back to fall weather. And I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared at all. My body's so cold today. And so I'm just like, I'm going to record and drink some tea. Again, my apologies for the drinking, (laughs) but like when I get cold, it's like it takes everything in my body to like warm up again. Like probably not until I take a very hot shower tonight will I finally feel like I've like thawed my body out. I'm just in a place. I'm in a real place. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, okay guys, let's get to what we we all came here for, shall we? That's talking some trash with love. That's all it is. I'm just a big trash talker, but I, you know, I don't mean any harm, really. And you know, I don't, you know, it's it's whatever. Like, don't take it too seriously. It's just all jokes. Like, it's just to have a good time. Whoever's out there listening, anyways. Mm-hmm. You guys, it's like my favorite tea. It's like a Japanese tea. I think it's called like sencha, but it is like the tea. Like if you get tea at like a Japanese restaurant, this is that tea and it is one of my most favorite teas. I know it's like, you know, listen, it's probably, it's basic compared to some other teas that are out there, but it's my favorite. Literally, oh, so, so, so good. Anyways, so my mouth water as I'm drinking it. Anywho. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So, okay. So I did not get into, I did not watch you guys real, the the episode that was just on this last week at Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Just life has been really, really busy. And the fact that I got Shaw's done and Potomac was a feat of its own. Um, And the fact that I'm trying to record right now also is another feat. So I'm doing my best. Um, What I may try to do, I know I said this last week, so, you know, don't be mad. But... (laughs) I may try to watch both episodes of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and then discuss it. But the good thing, everybody, is is that I don't have shots. So now I have something that I need to replace that with, which is going to be Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But also we have Salt Lake coming. So I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. When does Salt Lake start, everybody? Did it already start? I don't know. I should know this. I should know this but like i said life has just been really really fucking busy like just i'm like i've said before i work a normal fucking job during the weekdays and then you know try to kind of do this on the weekends when i can or on the weekdays um once i get done with work so and then you know you just have life stuff you know things going on with family friends so just trying to fit it in when i can you know like so just doing what I can so bear with me. Again, this is this is like the beginning. I'm just I'm a you know, we're barely even just like 15 episodes in. Like it's not, you know, we're I'm still figuring it all out. Um so yeah, so again just bear with me everybody. Bear with me. I'm just trying to figure out like a good schedule to do all this on top of having a weekday job. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> but I love it. And I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. Um It really is just, like, my favorite thing. As I've said before, I watch almost any and every reality show I can get my little grubby hands on. And, you know, I have some friends that watch some shows. Um, Like, I have, like, a friend that watches all, like, the uh, TLC shows with me. Like, you know, uh, what's it called? 90 Day Fiance, Before the 90 Day, uh, (laughs) Before and After the 90 Day, Happily Ever After. (laughs) And then you have the other way. Um, she did get me into what was that one show where they had like multiple, um, it was like a multiple partner situation. And that one was wild to me. Um, you know, but then I have some other, I have another friend that watches Real Housewives, watches, you know, a good chunk of all of the Real Housewives shows. Um, she doesn't watch all of them, which, you know, I'm working on it with her, but we're, you know, but anyways. Um, so it's just I don't have anybody to talk to consistently about the shows that I'm watching. So it's a good way for me to just to get out, you know, what I have to say about them and for you guys to hopefully have a chuckle, enjoy. Also just feel like you're chatting with a friend about the shows that you love that's all that I'm trying to do here. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, like I said, I didn't do Beverly Hills. So today we're just going to talk about Shaws of Sunset, the final part two reunion, and then um, and then we're going to talk about Potomac. So let's get into it, shall we? Okay. So with Shaws, you guys, I was not expecting, I thought this reunion was going to be three-parters. The way that we fucking kicked off part one, I was like, <sighs> We are in for a treat, you guys, like three-part reunion. But I should have known. I should have known that the way that the part one popped off that we were only going to get part two. But I got too excited. I got too excited. Um. So anyways, we cut back to, like, I mean, in the part two, we're starting off where we kind of left off in part one where, I mean, we're still talking about, like, the whole Paulina and Mike of it all. And there was, like, a reveal, which I believe when we watched the show, it was during Destiny's Halloween party. um, And Paulina, like, ran to the bathroom or something like that. Like, she just had to, like, get away. And I believe that we, it was muffled. Or maybe it was, um, like, subtitled. I can't remember of what Paulina had said to Destiny when they were in the bathroom. But they refused to say it again during the reunion. Which I was like, guys, (laughs) um, say what the fuck you said. You know, say it. You guys are on a reality show. We need to know the deets. So, if somebody knows what she had said, like please, or even just maybe a hypothesis, send it my way, please. You guys, I this is the shit I live for. So. And I thought it was very interesting that like Paulina was just like, yeah, like I just shared too much um, with everybody. And then also, you know, like with destiny as well, like I just shared too much. I, you know, I'm not really too sure what I all said anyways, you know, because I was drunk and it's like, you weren't drunk every fucking time, Paulina, that you talked to destiny or at least that fucking just straight shit faced. Like, uh, seriously, seriously, that's the excuse that you're going to do. But it's like, yeah, you did share too much. But that was the point though. Because you wanted to piss off Mike. So let's just be honest. Let's be real. (laughs) You know? Like, come on. Like, you knew exactly what the fuck you were doing. And you knew that Mike was going to be pissed off that you were sending stuff to everybody and talking to Destiny about it. Also on the side. Now, when they brought up the whole ranch situation where Paulina had told Destiny that, like, you know, this has happened, like, at least, like, 10 times where she's caught him, like, sexting um, other girls or whatever. And... Like, they made it sound like, I mean, I I think they believe that they were spoof messages. You guys, how can Paulina believe that those were spoof messages? I don't believe that for a second. I believe what Reza was saying is, like, yeah, he probably got caught up in, like, a couple, and maybe a couple other ones were spoofs. Like, let's say, like, I think, like, Reza used, like, the analogy of, like, if he had, like, 30 messages, then maybe 10 of those were spoof messages. Yeah, fucking huge ass fucking eye roll. Like, that's exactly what the fuck is going on. It's exactly it. And it just like blows my motherfucking mind that Paulina is just like, yeah, like they were just like spoof messages. I said too much. You know, he's the man of my dreams, love of my life. It's like, again, like I was saying last week, if you listen to that episode, I think that Mike needed to work a little bit fucking harder to get Paulina back. I feel like that all was way too motherfucking easy. That's just me, though. That's just me, though. You know, I don't know. Anybody else? What do you guys think? Because I think that he should have fucking had to straight grovel. Maybe not like grovel, like beg, because nobody wants to beg for real. But like he needed to, like he needed to prove himself. He needed to prove himself hard. You know, I don't know. Anywho, and then Mike ended up calling Paulina his possession. He's like, "Well, you hurt my most prized possession," and it's like, "Whoa." Whoa, bro. What do you mean your possession? Like that's what I'm saying. Like I I don't think it was by accident that he used that word. Like maybe it was like by accident, but I think the mentality that he has is that Paulina is his possession. So yes, he may have accidentally said possession, but do I believe that he believes in his heart that she is like his, his possession? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because please believe that if Paulina did the same motherfucking thing to Mike, he would call her every fucking name in the book, call her grimy, call her a slut, call her dirty, everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he would fucking rip into her talking about how like just how like disgusting of like a woman that she is for doing something like that. Like just that gross fucking double standard bullshit. But it's okay for you And we can't call you fucking nasty shit Because you're doing fucked up stuff Like, I don't know I just think that he would have lost his ever-loving mind And would have said some fucking fucked off stuff about her For sure And the fact that Paulina didn't say more fucked up shit about him Shocking Shocking I mean, the whole fucking I mean, basically the show is your microphone, Paulina Let it out, you know (laughs) Like, let it out And then also Mike was like, and I was talking about like this last week was that Mike kept going in on fucking destiny, like just like talking mad shit towards her. And it's like, why are you talking to her like that? She kept your girl's secrets and your secrets. So you're motherfucking welcome just because she didn't fucking agree with it. And Nima did make a good point. He was just like, well, you're not saying it, but you're insinuating it. And it's like well, sorry, we're on a reality show. So yeah, I'm going to fucking insinuate it. Like take a seat, Nima. It was like Nima, again, Nima was a body at the fucking reunion. Like he was just there just for for warmth. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like he said anything, but maybe it was just cut out, but I don't feel like Nima had, like there was nothing. He didn't really have like a storyline for real this year. I still do like Nima. I hope that he does come back, but Anyways, back to what I was saying is that I do think that he does have a point about, you know, she was insinuating it, but also like, again, we are on a reality show. So yeah, I'm going to insinuate it a little bit because I need a storyline. So relax. Okay. We're all doing the same shit. So calm down. <laughs> oh gosh, you guys, this is so good. Okay. Um, but then also then like Mike, to go back up to Mike and destiny. He was like basically saying that he felt like, I guess he had messaged on like Twitter or something saying that he felt like the storyline of destiny stalker was fake. And it's like, bro, don't do that. Don't do that. Again, just like gross, like low blow fucking shit. Low blow fucking shit. Like imagine if his girl did him dirty and that's just like his friend. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine if his girl did him dirty, he would be going for the jugular even more so than what he did with Destiny. And that's the fucked up part is that you don't fucking hold yourself to the same standard that you hold everybody else, Michael. Long stare. Um. (laughs) And what annoyed me even more is that like Paulina just sits there and says nothing. Says nothing about Mike talking shit about fucking Destiny and saying that her storyline was fake. But yet it's like, I'm like, you know, like they're hugging out. Like, I love you, girl. Like, it's like, no, like if you love me, then you better fucking stand up for me. If you're actually like a friend, then you better fucking shut your man down. Shut him down and tell him that he's wrong for saying what the fuck he is saying right now. Instead, she just sits there like a fucking church mouse in her fucking orange cutout dress. I can't. I can't. And then (laughs) at one point, at one point, um, Andy was just like, I don't know. I think he was like, well, do you remember like what was like said? I think it was like when they're talking about the whole bathroom situation. Like, do you remember what was said or what you're saying? And she's like, you know, I'm just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, You know what? No, I don't think it was the bathroom situation. It was something else that, um, that like Paulina had said to Destiny and Destiny was like calling her out about it and was just like, do you want to tell them what you told me? And she was like, well, I don't know what I said. Like, I don't know. And, and then Andy's like, well, do you mind if she tells the group? And she's like, well, I don't know what I said. So I don't know what I'm agreeing to. And he's like, well, maybe you were drunk that time too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. You guys, I love Andy Cohen so fucking much. He is the best. He is the best. He just slides that shade in real quick. Like nobody, I don't even know if anybody noticed it, Uh, you know, like on the cast, we noticed it, I'm sure. But, but I don't know if anybody on the cast noticed it. And it was so fucking funny. I love him. I love him. And then Paulina, of course, was just like, well, I just wish that everybody would have just like handled it differently. It's like, handled what differently? You should have handled it differently. It's not on them. It's not on them to handle your shit. Like, it's your life, lady. They handled it how they wanted to handle the situation. How else? They are, again, we are on a reality show. How did you expect it to be handled? Huh? And I don't know if I mentioned this on my last podcast or not, but Andy did. I think it was in the part one reunion. Andy asked uh, Mike if he uh, would leave the show for Paulina. And homeboy paused for the longest time. And then finally was like, yeah, yeah, I would. No, you wouldn't. No, you motherfucking wouldn't. You're a lie and you're trying to save face. That's it. (laughs) that is it that is like straight that is mike's mo to a t lie and save face deal with the repercussions later goodness gracious goodness gracious And I just couldn't with like the whole spoof messages of it all. Like, I just can't like, it's just like, I'm just, I'm just like, whatever. It makes absolutely no fucking sense that he's just somehow just getting like random spoof messages and somehow it's, you know, it's either Gigi or Reza that are sending the spoof messages. And it's like, what do they gain from wrecking your relationship? Also, if you weren't already doing that shit, then it wouldn't be easy for them if they did send spoof messages to get you all tangled up in a situation. Just saying just saying. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I don't understand what's going on with Nima and Gigi. I don't, I, I don't, you guys, I just want them to just like date. I mean, Gigi even said at one point that she was like, um, cause like Andy like had asked her if she would go out with either Shervin or Nima and she said, Oh, for sure. Nima's is more my type. And it's like, then just try to date him. Please, please, you guys. I feel like they would just be very cute together. I don't know. It could go either way, you guys. It could be extremely toxic or could they it could be a match made in heaven. I don't know. I don't know. But I think they do like each other and they just don't want to admit it. And so they have like this weird like pettiness going on back and forth between them. That makes absolutely no sense. Because I don't know why they're fucking upset with each other. I have not the slightest idea. It doesn't make... I mean, they kind of explained it, I think, on part one, but it did not make any fucking sense to me. I could not even relay it back to you guys because I was like, I don't... This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Also, um, Gigi still, looks, still talks to Shalom. It sounds like that one guy that she was married to for like whatever how many however many weeks. Her like you know Britney Spears wedding, um, but weird that they still kind of like chat. I don't know. And then I, I mean, and I think that I think that Gigi is a animal in the boudoir, and. I just don't think that she has been able to find somebody that's sexually compatible with her. I don't know if she really wants to do Polly as much as she says that she does, but maybe that will work best. Maybe that will work better for her. I don't know, but I feel like Gigi's just like a little like slightly jealous, maybe a little possessive. And it's like, I think like she'd be okay for for herself to have multiple, but those other people could not have anything else going on. Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Good luck to her in that, but I just want, could you just date Nima already? Let's just see where that goes. You know, just please, 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 please. please. They started talking about Nima's dick, and and I guess Gigi at one point said that it was like the size of a carrot, and um and Nima on Watch What Happens Live was like, that's what she says about everybody's dick that she's upset with. She always says it's the size of a carrot, and um, <laughs> and then and then um I don't know. I don't know if it was Mike or Gigi. It may have been Gigi, but she's like, it's more like the cucumber, and then. <laughs> Mike is like like an English cucumber. She's like, no, the Persian cucumber, right there. And then they fucking do a the, the cameraman do a close up on the Persian on the cucumbers. <laughs> They're like, envision it, guys. This is Nima's dick size, cucumber size. <laughs> oh my goodness, so funny. Um, but then we get into like a very like real moment with like Reza. Um, he. He explains that he doesn't think that it sounds like he's not gonna have any children, which makes me really sad. I think that a lot of things that people have like said about him and how like with his like personality have like really gotten to him. But I think that I think Reza's a good guy and I don't think that he should let his reality persona flood into his true life persona. Because I think that he is a good guy. I think that he would be an amazing dad. Um, I think both him and Adam would be amazing fathers. Um, and I don't think that Reza would allow the same mistakes that maybe his parents have made or what he has made in the past. I don't think that he would allow those things to happen again. Um, you know, I just think that's what kids kind of do for you in the long run as they make you grow. They really do. Um, I mean... So for some, maybe there, there are some out there that it does not, but for the most part, they do make you, like, grow and realize, like, wow, okay, this is, I, I got to fix this so then I don't pass that down to them, you know? So I, it just, like, it really broke my heart, and I think also probably him writing that book as well, which I'm sure has been very cathartic for him, um, but also has probably brought up a lot of, like, wounds and traumas and, you know, just a lot of self-reflection, um, so I hope that he like kind of gives it to some time and, you know, doesn't quite give up on that yet. I just think they would be great dads. I mean, they don't have to have kids, you know, of course, but, um, it just like, it just with how upset that he was about it, it just seems like that's not exactly, I think where, I think that may be where he is right now, but I don't think it's like 1000% he doesn't want kids. So anyways, that just, that just hurt my hurt my heart. Cause I just love Rosa so much. Um, and then we got into the whole uh Vita comment that um that Vita made towards Destiny about her butt, and I guess like Reza felt like he needed that. That reason why he brought it up was because he wanted MJ to like shut her mom down, which I feel like she did. Like, what did he want her to do? Like berate her fucking mom like a child? Like at the end of the day, it's still her mom. Like. She's just like, I mean, I feel like she's just like, mom, like, don't say that. Like, that's very rude. And I mean, what else is she supposed to say? We all know that Beta is fucking rude. Hello. This is not like, how many seasons are we in, you guys? Like, is this like the, what season is this? Nine, 10? Like, what the fuck? Like, we know that she is fucking a, like an asshole sometimes. <laughs> and thank God for little baby champs. I think that has softened her because I feel like she would have said something way more fucking ruthless than just that, you know? So, but I just didn't understand why Reza felt like um, MJ needed to shut her down more, you know. And and when Reza brought it up to Destiny, like he was like laughing, like he thought it was hilarious. Which I mean, just knowing like Vita, I would have probably been the, the ex- I would have done the exact same thing as Reza. I'd be like, you are not going to fucking believe what fucking Vita just said. She said, "Your ass looks like a pancake." I'm like what the fuck? But you know. And, and I don't think it came across that way. I think that he, it seemed like he was more so just like laughing with Vita than being like, what the fuck just happened? So I don't know you guys. Um, But I don't know. It just like, I don't know. I felt bad for destiny and for MJ. I don't think that it's like, she can only do so much at the end of the day. Like what do, I don't know why Rez is upset with her about that. I really don't. Um, You know, Mike and Reza, they kind of were able to, like, chat it out, um, which was good, I thought. I mean, they just – I think they both hold each other to a very high standard, and they both have been friends for a long time. There's a lot of history there. And, you know, so their little tiffs are going to happen, especially when you're on a reality show with people. Because at the end of the day, like, listen, like, that is the show, you guys. You have to talk shit about each other. Why Why else would we be watching? I'm sorry, but honestly. I would not be watching if people were not fucking keeping me entertained. And it's not entertaining to like be like, oh, like, oh, we're just like, everybody's just hopping and skipping through a fucking meadow. That's not entertaining to me. I can go do that with my own fucking friends. (laughs) Oh my God. Just saying, just saying, um, But did anybody see that it looked like Reza, like when Reza and Mike hugged, it looked like, but they went to commercial so quickly. It looked like Reza was trying to give Nima a hug. I don't know. I do not know. But Nima, I saw, because I do follow Nima on my personal account, but he posted a picture of, or not even a picture. I think it was a video. And it had Gigi, I think, Reza and MJ. And he's like, I'm not talking to one of these three people. It's like, okay. Well, don't be cryptic. Like, just let it out. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Like, it's the end of the show. Like, we'll see you guys next year. Like, who are you not talking to? (laughs) Uh, I like my tea, like, extremely fucking hot. And it's getting to the point now where it's kind of getting, like, lukewarm. And it's just not, it's not, it's not as good. I feel like Sencha is, like, so good when it's just, like, oh, like, so fucking hot. Like, almost, like, 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 almost burn your tongue off, but not that hot but just like hot enough to just mm, just warm up your body. Anyways, (laughs) I told you guys I love this tea. I love this tea. Clearly, I have some real deep (laughs) rooted feelings about it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, And then we get into the whole Reza, MJ, Tommy thing of it all. And listen, I feel like, of course, I understand why Reza's feelings are hurt that Tommy ripped up the card. But I think that resonates to keep in mind that he cannot be upset with Tommy for not responding or reacting in the way that he wanted him to when he gave him the olive branch of the card. Tommy is pissed. Straight fucking pissed. And he had to go to, I mean, yeah, didn't he have to like go to jail or something? He had a restraining order? Like it was a lot. It was a lot, especially when his wife is like just getting out of the, his, you know, newborn baby's home. His wife is just getting out of the hospital. Did he put that on to himself? Yes, he did. Yes, he did, because if he wouldn't have won over there, then that wouldn't have happened and he would have been home with his kid. Yes, under 100%. But also, he has the right to be upset about it. Just saying. So I I just, I I mean, listen, he has to have like his reaction. I hope they're able to work it out, you guys. I really, 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 really do. Because um, it's like Tommy and Reza don't have to be fucking best friends. And I don't think they ever really were. Well, for God's sakes, just coexist, not even coexist, just allow MJ to have her best friend back and allow Reza to see his best friend's son that looks like Shamps, who was a man that was very integral in Reza's, um, you know, childhood. It's very important to him. I don't like that they're using that baby as like a little pawn to punish him. I don't think that that's very cool. If you want to punish him, then punish him, but don't use the baby to do it. You know? I know, but that's the only leverage that Tommy has over him. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I know. But fuck. <sighs> I didn't realize that Tommy had to go to anger management, but that makes sense. But then I think it's funny that Tommy wants Reza to go to anger management. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> would it hurt? Probably not. But <laughs> but also, you know, Reza did not have a court-ordered fucking anger management class to go to. Tommy does or did. And it sounds like he's still sticking with that court order, which I mean, not court order, but still sticking with your management classes, which is good. I'm glad that he didn't just like do it and then stop. But also that was from MJ. So we don't know what's really the truth. You know, Who knows if he really stopped or not, or if he's still going, who can say, who can say, but it's very crazy to me how Reza, MJ and Gigi, like all like took like 10 steps back after they stopped um, production. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were all, like, when we left that, the you know, season finale, it seemed like everybody was, like, in a really good place. And things were not the same at the reunion. Not the same. Like, Gigi's like, I don't think I can trust you, MJ. Like, you're always, like, you always have, like, little, like, weird digs. And you're thinking that I'm just going to, like, laugh with you or whatever. But you're just, like, trying to, like, trip me up or something. And so it's hard to, like, know, like, what is true and, you know, if you're just trying to catch me in some shit so you can go back and tell Reza, like, you know, like it's and which is a valid fucking point, a valid fucking point, uh, Gigi, for sure, because MJ misses her best friend. And I think MJ, of course, can be a little manipulative sometimes and would not be surprised, you know, you're that's so everybody knows. But I feel like Mike, as much as I've talked shit about him this evening, I feel like Mike did have good conversation, did have good advice for resident MJ in a sense of telling them, like, leave your, leave your husbands out of it. Like you two need to mend your friendship. Like you two need to figure that out and leave everybody else out of it and just focus on your friendship and getting that to a better place. And then you can worry about the outside bullshit. But first you guys need to be okay. And I thought that was great. I thought that was good advice. Um, that's the thing. Mike gives good advice, but he he doesn't take his advice, you know? He has good advice, but he's living a wild life, that that guy. Um, <laughs> at the end, they all got apple pies, which I thought was hilarious. I was just like, why couldn't we just like got like a shot? Those apple pies look messy. And everybody had on the good threads. And those apple pies looked crisp, like crumbly and I mean they looked delicious, but also like we and there was no nobody had a napkin nobody had a napkin underneath their like little pie they couldn't have brought those pies out like on like a little platter like a little tea platter or something (laughs) I don't know why that like annoyed me so much but I was just like what the fuck guys like get a napkin and get a platter why are these people fingering these fucking pies uh freehand there's nothing that's you're creating a mess creating a mess. Um, but yes, when they're eating the pies, Mike gets up and goes and hugs Destiny and he's like, I love you. And I don't know. I'm just like, whatever, Mike. I know that he's just like trying to like mend situations. And I think it would be good for I think that he's, you know, sure that it'd be good for Paulina if he corrected that. You know, so I don't know. I'm just like whatever. Whatever. Um and that was pretty much the end of it. We did see like a kind of like backstage a little bit towards the end of the reunion and Reza and MJ, because they did not end on a good foot at the end of that reunion, but they did end up meeting up um, backstage and they were just like, you know, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't realize that we were in such a bad place and this is just not where I want this to be. Um, And, you know, uh, Reza agreed. And I hope that they are able to start to correct some things, you know, because I mean, at one point during the reunion, like uh, Reza was just like, this has been like the most happiest time of my life. It's not having to deal with you. It's too much stress. And it's like, damn. And y'all are sitting next to each other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is rough. Rough, 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 rough riders. Um, so, you know, I don't know. But the way that Reza was talking when he was on Watch What Happens Live, I think a couple weeks ago, um, I just, I don't know if they're in a good place or not. Or if they're even like trying for real. I don't know. But, you know, I just love their friendship and I'm really rooting for them at the end of the day. I really am. So, fingers crossed, everybody. Um, the season was great. The season was great. So much better than last season. So much better. Last season just got too dark for me. Too, 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 too dark. Um, but it was a it was a great season. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. So, um, listen, if you're not watching Shaw's of Sunset, you guys like get on it. I'm pretty sure it's on like Hulu or something. I mean, all seasons really. I feel like besides maybe the, like the last season, all seasons have been great. They are funny, they're shady, Um, you know, they're just always having a good time. It's a great, it's a good time, it's a good time show. It's a good time show. So that was the end of that show. you know, and like I was saying earlier, you know, we got Real Housewives of Salt Lake City coming up. We still got Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm pretty sure like the season finale of New York was like this week or something. I, again, I can't even, I tried to even like watch it the, the other day, you guys. I couldn't. I couldn't. I was just like, this is just not, I just don't even want to watch this. I don't. I was like, I want to watch something that I'm going to like really enjoy. So I put on Life After Lockup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dumpster fire of all shows, you guys. Life after lockup. Oh, my goodness. Or love after lockup. Hoof. Hoof. Oh, my gosh. Listen, it's a wild ride, but it's so good. It's crazy. Oh, God. It's entertaining, you guys. Okay. So let's get into Real Housewives of Potomac. The episode was called Talk to the Braids, which we know exactly why it was called Talk to the Braids. <laughs> <laughs> Because after that whole scuffle with uh, Giselle and Wendy, uh, the next day Giselle tried to talk to Wendy and she just kept turning her head to where Wendy, or not Wendy, I'm sorry, to where Giselle was just looking at Wendy's braids and would not respond back to Giselle. <laughs> so, but seriously though, talk to the braids. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh my goodness, you guys, like Robin, when she was drunk, you guys, when she was just over there just talking to herself on the couch, like Robin is a whole fucking mood. Like I just see myself like so much in fucking Robin, like it is crazy, that is some shit that I would fucking do, be lit, just being like, what the fuck just happened, like I'm like, I'm like I'm too turned for this, like what, like wait, like wait, what, like if somebody talks some shit like that, like, like yeah, maybe I would care, but like who cares, like <laughs> Robin was cracking me up with her empty fucking drink and her fucking cozy blankie just covering up her fucking face so fucking funny so fucking funny and then so we get to like the next morning and um And so like, uh, the cottage kids are, you know, talking about what happened like the night before and are, you know what? No, it was everybody left because they, it was still the same night because everybody had left after they got in dinner and you know, everybody is like hella fucking quiet during like eating. And it was just super awkward, super awkward. (laughs) And, um, so the cottage kids get back to the cottage. They're sitting down in their PJs. And Karen just, like, says, which really cracked me up. She said, Giselle likes to fuck you without permission. And I was like, whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> like, listen, like, Karen, I hear what you are saying. But also, whoa. <laughs> whoa. I don't know if that was like the best like analogy. I mean, I feel like we could have come up with something else, but also, you know, listen, it worked. It worked <laughs> like message received. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um yeah, so I don't know. I, listen guys. Okay. So the whole Wendy of it all, I I think I probably said this in the last episode too, but truly like, I just feel like, like, like Wendy, like relax. Nobody was like, I, I understand. Like she's like, she doesn't want anybody to like bring it up. I get that. I understand that. And, but again, we are on a reality show. So yes, I, of course. So it makes sense that Wendy popped off the way that she did. Cause again, we're on a reality show, but it's like, listen, we got to chat about whatever the fuck's in the blogs and stuff, because again, we're making a reality show, you guys. So we need to talk about the topics, about what's going on in the fucking world. And what's going on in the world right now is that it is being rumored, Wendy, that your husband may be cheating on you. So unfortunately, Ashley brought it up in the worst possible way possible. Like, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. But also, you wouldn't have heard it if it came from Giselle. You would have thought she was being shady. (sighs) Which she was, but anywho. (laughs) But anywho, that's neither here nor there. But I just feel like the way Wendy is reacting is as if they, like, told her that your husband is cheating on you. And, like, that's the thing. It's, like, everybody continuously is just like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But, like are you, like, I think what they were trying to get to is like, like, we know this is out there. Like, are you doing okay with that? You know, like, I don't think that anybody was trying to insinuate that Eddie was cheating on her. I think that they were just like, well, maybe, like, maybe she's having a hard time with this. Like, maybe that's what's going on. And so they asked and instead it, you know, it it didn't come across that way. It didn't, it came across instead that they're judging the way that she is dressing and that, you know, she shouldn't be dressing as like sultry, I guess, or whatever. But, you know, so that's the way that it came across. And that's the way, of course, that Wendy's taking it, which is understandable. But I do see where they were coming from. I do. Because that's where I'm at. (laughs) That's where I'm at with it. Because I mean, like, I don't know, I I think that that's what was going on. But again, just did not come out, did not come out correctly. It really didn't. But then also the way that Wendy came at fucking Robin, though, was unfucking called for it made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. I just did not understand why, like Giselle is the one that brought it to Ashley's attention. As far as we know, based off of the show, I mean, listen, I'm sure that Giselle and Robin talked about it. But based off of the show, we don't know when and if Giselle told Robin. And based off of Robin's reaction, she had no fucking idea what the fuck was going on. But for whatever reason, Wendy just decided to go in on fucking Robin um, because of... Giselle, and it's like, listen, they are friend, like they are friends, and she's not going. To, she knows that Giselle can handle her fucking self. She doesn't need to tell Giselle that she's wrong. I mean, listen, she doesn't need to tell Giselle that she's wrong. Let me take that back. She doesn't need to fight Giselle's battles, is what I'm saying. Of course, I think when when Giselle is wrong, or with when you have any friend, if you feel like they are wrong, then you need to fucking speak up and tell them, like, hey, like, are you sure about that? But what what Wendy did like with Robin was like too much. Was too fucking much, and then Ascala fucking piping in, giving her goddamn two cents, which I was like, "Shut it down, Ascala! Shut it down! You're fucking Robin's friend! Shut it down! Robin brought you into this group! Shut it down!" But Ascala was like basically like saying like, "Well, Robin's always defending Giselle, and like so like Robin's just like a different person when she's not with Giselle. When she's not with Giselle, and it's like, yeah, I'm sure that she is. She's best friends with Giselle. She's more comfortable with Giselle. That makes fucking sense. Hello." Hello to me you're looking for. <laughs> Listen, guys, you're guys just going to have to get used to me just saying, like singing just like random bits of songs. They may be the wrong tempo. They may be the wrong lyric. I don't know. But just know it's going to happen and it will keep happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But uh anywho um fucking Giselle is about that water aerobics you guys about it they had a little ticker going at the bottom of the screen and Giselle was in there for almost three hours just swimming back and forth with her little with her little water weights just swimming back and forth I'm gonna touch on this for two seconds because I don't care because Michael is well um yeah cool Michael got fucking uh Ashley a ring that has all their birthstones cool Michael way to go That'll make up for everything. Next, um. <laughs> oh my goodness, um, and and listen, I feel like. I feel like at the dinner um, when they were first in Williamsburg that first night, I felt like Robin was trying to correct like how things came across and just saying like, listen, like I support you. I just wanted to make sure that, that you were like, OK, I wasn't trying to come at you for your like style. And I'm sorry if that's what it came across. But I feel like that is where Wendy is harboring like resentment towards Robin is from that conversation. And it's like, do you not remember that Robin tried to correct it and like tried to like. So it's like if you still had an issue with it, then you should have came to her and like said something no just me all right (laughs) but also it's just like and um like robin was talking about like listen like my relationship has been like through the ringer about being on like blogs and you know my husband doing or you know ex-husband at the time was doing this and doing that and like you know so Robin's like been through it so it's just like she's not trying to like she robin wouldn't want to have that go you know, wouldn't want to put that on somebody else. I don't think anyways. So that's why it's just like, it's so weird to me, like Wendy's like reaction. Just, it was so weird to me. I didn't like it one bit. It made me not like Wendy cause I love fucking Robin. So don't you dare come for my girl. I love Robin. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, that's when um, they're all in the pool and Giselle was just like, listen, I really hope that we can like talk about last night and fucking Wendy just turned her head and just pretended like she didn't know who the fuck anybody was fucking talking to. She so, yeah, had no idea. No idea. Uh, you guys, they do dance tryouts for Candace's video. And I mean, listen, I feel like everybody did really well, but also like, wasn't the like dance tryouts. Like when you guys were in the party bus, that's stripper pole, that will give you the, your answers on who should be in the video and who should not be just saying, just saying, but i think everybody did a great job. um I of course love that karen fucking prayed before she started twerking. <laughs> oh my goodness. and then i don't even know what context karen said this. i just wrote this down. that shady karen. i just wrote it down shady karen. and then i put down this quote and i don't even know when she was saying it about giselle, but she just um, she's just talking about how her badge is just flapping in the wind. <laughs> like like why are you coming like wh- like so hard so hard but that's all that she can really do like which is was like come at her with like you know like bad jokes and <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though it is really funny it really cracks me up oh my goodness um, so Karen is the first, um, she's the first ambassador of her hometown. You guys, I did not realize that she was the first ever ambassador, which I thought was very cool. I mean, at first I was like, I almost like fast forwarded through it. I was just like, meh, meh, like, whatever. I want to get to the goods. Cause you know, I wanted to get to that dinner, but I was like, no, just like watch it. And then I learned that she's the first ambassador. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Very proud of Karen. I think that's really amazing and very cool that she's the first ambassador. Um, unfortunately, I wish somebody would have stopped Ray. I wish somebody would have stopped Ray from going up to that goddamn podium. (laughs) It was not the time, Ray, to plug LaDom. Okay, that was not the time to plug LaDom. And then I guess now LaDom is going into soaps and candles. (laughs) And then we cut to Wendy being like, uh, yeah, she never told me she was doing candles when I talked to her about it. And then the producers cut to Karen and they're like, well, why did you not tell Wendy about your candle? And she's like, well, it was about Wendy at the time. And also our candles are very different. Mine is a three wick candle and Wendy's is just a one. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, they're still candles. They are still candles. <laughs> Whether it's a three wick or a one wick. It's very easy for Wendy to make a three-wick candle. She just has to put two more in there. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? And God help us. God help us if that, if her candles smell like ladam, you guys. Because I've never smelled ladam. but from, um, if you guys know, I'm an avid listener of the Bitch Sesh podcast, um, but they tried out ladam, and there were some scary reactions, horrific reactions, if you will. So not good. <laughs> good. so god help us god speed if there is a uh if there is a ladam candle god help us all <laughs> god help us all okay so they're coming back from um karen's hometown to go to dinner with um, the rest of the girls now mia's up in this fucking car causing a whole bunch of mess and for what for what exactly, Mia? Again, I know you want to be relevant, and you're list like this will not be my last season. I will be on this. Sh- I will be a. I will be a housewife. Um, and I hear you. I see you. You are working hard. You really are working hard. But this is not the way to do it. This is not the way to do it because instead, you're turning people. You're turning a lot of people against you because you're making yourself look dumb. Okay. Because basically, now you got Wendy, um, Giselle, and Karen all looking at you like, what the fuck? And they're all fucking enemies right now. And right now their common enemy is you. And you don't want that girl. You do not want that. But she basically tells um, them that, um, tells them that I guess Giselle called her a weak bitch. And it's like, no, she didn't call her a weak bitch. She just said if she can't handle like that kind of stuff in this group, meaning reality TV, then this might not be for her, which is very true. That's a true ass fucking statement. Hello. Hello. So, yeah, like, calm down, Mia. Um, fucking Giselle, you guys, in her fashion. I'm sorry. I just had to, like, take a beat for just a second because I remembered that she fucking is wearing She's wearing jeans to this dinner, which is fine. I mean, they're in the house, so it makes perfect sense. But it would have been nice if maybe Candace would have, like, shot out, like, a text, like, guys, like, we're going to, like like, really, like, dress up. And maybe she did. Maybe she did, and that is just what Giselle had. I don't know, but she literally told Karen like, yeah, like just like a cocktail, like not jeans and then cut to Gisela's and jeans. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just wanted to like that whole dinner, you guys, I just wanted to like be in like Wendy's face, just being like, relax, relax, stop being like petty. Like, well, I mean, continue to be petty, but like, just like relax. I don't know you guys. I'm not as, I'm sorry. I'm not into, I'm not as into Wendy as I was last season. I really liked her a lot last season. This season, not so much. I don't know why I can't say it. Who knows? That could change, could change in an instant. You guys, it really could. I mean, right now I am loving Robin. I mean, last week I was loving Giselle this week. I'm loving Robin. Also, I wasn't like a huge fan of Karen. I mean, I love Karen. Don't get me wrong, but I was just like, "Uh, she wasn't my favorite, but now I'm just like, fuck it. Talk as much shit as you want to about Giselle. I'm dying over here, loving it. So do what you please, Karen. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And then old fucking Petty Robin comes out to play, you guys, which I was here for. Fucking Juan calls her at the dinner table. And she's like, "Oh, hello, non-existent um, fiance or something like that." And he's like, "What?" He's like, "Oh." She's like, "Oh, didn't you know? Um, you're you're my non-existent fiance. Like, we don't have like a real relationship or anything." And he's like, "I'm not trying to do all this right now." She's like, okay, well then buy non-existent um, fiancé. I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, Juan was not here for it. Juan was not here for the pettiness. He's just like, please get me off this motherfucking phone. Is this what you called me for? To be petty like this? <laughs> and then Robin was just like, listen, are you going to ignore me as well? Or what? And... I do feel Robin, um, I do think that uh Wendy's apology was some bullshit because she knows that what she said was fucking wrong, and I mean, it's basically like I mean again like it is kind of like apples and oranges, the you know what was uh said about Eddie and then what uh Wendy was saying about Juan, but also it's in the same, you know. It's in the same garden, if you will. Not the same fruit, but it's in the same garden. You know, they're close by. Um, I I know that's a crazy analogy. I don't know where that came from. I don't even know if that works, but (laughs) that's what I'm going with right now. So I just feel like it's like, listen, like what you're pissed off about, you literally just did to somebody else. Um, So like, chill the fuck out. And I just don't think that her apology was like genuine. I don't. I think that she was just like, well, if you feel like, no, not that I feel like you did. That's what you did. You were a dick. And you said something crazy about mine and my fucking fiance's fucking relationship that we worked very fucking hard to get back to a good place. And like Robin said, like you were the one. I think I just said Robin. <laughs> Robin. Um, Robin told Wendy, like you were the one that was like literally the loudest cheering for us last year. Cheering for us and our success and being getting engaged. And then here you are talking like that. And it's like, yeah, so how genuine the fuck are you? If that's how quick you can fucking flip the script. She said, it's too quick for me. I was like, Robin, damn right. Too motherfucking quick for me. Too motherfucking quick. So, you know, they the apology is like whatever, they move on from that and then that's when uh, Somebody brings up <laughs> Mia, of course, could not keep her mouth shut. She was like, "Oh well, should we just talk about what's really bothering you?" The weak bitch comment. It's like Mia, take a seat, take a seat. <laughs> just like relax, girl. Oh my goodness! But um, and then that's when you know Wendy's just like, "Well, I heard that you called me a weak bitch after I left yesterday." <laughs> And Giselle's all looking around like, I'm sorry, who? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? No, I did not say that. And thankfully, Candace was like, that is not what was said. And then Wendy and Karen both look at fucking Mia like, girl? And then Mia tries to like backtrack. And she's like, just stop talking. Just, just stop. It's like, please, please stop talking. You are not helping anyone. Anyone. <sighs> But that was basically the end of the uh, end of the episode, you guys. I mean, so, 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 so good. Um, and then we got a mid-season trailer. The mid-season trailer looks great. I don't know. It doesn't seem like Robin and Wendy are getting <laughs> anywhere closer to being, like, copacetic. Um, definitely not Ashley and Candace. And then Mia and Candace have some sort of kerfuffle with lettuce. Um, Geez, a freak. Um, and I'm here for it. Uh <laughs> Oh my gosh. But, um, and then it looks like, which I'm sure it's going to be the season finale is going to be Karen's um, vowel renewal. And I guess Michael fucking Darby and uh, Candace's husband, Chris fucking get into it again. And I don't know, you hear fucking uh, Candace get up and she's just like, this is the most white privilege shit I've ever seen in my life. And it's like, okay, what is happening? Like, are they not kicking Michael out? Like, is that what's going on? Because uh, God, he should not be there. He should not be there. Like Ashley, stop bringing him around. There is always bullshit with Michael every single time. If he ain't pinching bottoms, he is fucking talking sideways out his motherfucking mouth. You gotta shut that boy down. That means no more, no more coming to any sort of, um, you know, tapings. He's out. But also, I feel like he is there because they got to pay for that condo. I don't know, you guys. I'm clear. <sighs> but anyways, so that's pretty much, that's all I got to say about those two shows. Great shows this week, um, per usual. Um, yeah, Potomac always, always bringing us the goods. And um, yeah, just so good, you guys. I'm just so enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah, so um, if you follow my IG page at Give Me More Reality, um, then you will see when I am posting new episodes as well. Um, but what you could do is you could subscribe to wherever you're listening to this right now, and then you'll be notified immediately as well. Now you don't even have to open up your Instagram account. What a treat, huh? <laughs> um. But, um, but I will, uh, see what I can do. I have another crazy busy weekend this week. So I don't know if I'll be able to get to, um, Beverly Hills as quickly as I would like to. And I'm pretty sure a new episode comes out here in just a couple of days. So, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot going on, but I'm doing my best here, guys. I hope that you guys are enjoying it. I apologize for not getting to Beverly Hills. Um, just know that I am staying on top of the Erica Girardi slash Erica Jane of it all. Um, You know, I know that there have been, uh, you know, bank statements or, sorry, I should say credit card statements that have been released. Um, You know, so we're really getting down to the nitty gritty of some situations. So, yeah. So, anyways, again, I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys have a great great week thank you so 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 much for listening i so appreciate you like i said last week there are a million fucking podcasts out there and just whoever is out there listening i so appreciate that you are choosing my podcast to listen to you have no idea i hope that you enjoy it i hope you're having a good time remember i'm just talking trash with love please don't take this too seriously it's just all jokes it's a reality show Like, just take it easy breezy All right, guys. Thank you so much again. This has been Give Me More Reality. Thank you, guys.